Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker with you on 101 ESPN and uh, one of the extremely accomplished members of a very accomplished Greatest Show on Turf team is Trent Green, who does analysis for CBS, did the Bengals game at Tennessee last week, obviously does Westwood One Radio as well. You hear Trent's voice a lot here on 101 ESPN, and he's with us now with Michelle Smallman and Randy Carricker. Good morning, Trent. How you doing? Randy, Michelle, doing well. It, uh, you know, this is an exciting time of year. I don't, I don't know if the games this weekend will be able to live up to uh, the standard that was set last weekend in all four of those games. What a lot of fun that was. It, it's hard to imagine that you could have four that would go down to the wire. And the game that you were doing, of all the games, that's the one that shocked me the most. And I, I'm not surprised that Joe Burrow won, but with the bye and with Tennessee being at home and getting Derrick Henry back, if you would have told me that Cincinnati was going to win that game, if I would have ranked my confidence points of those four, I would have put Cincinnati at the bottom. You know, I I agree. It was, uh, it was pretty electric in there when, uh, when Derrick Henry uh, came out during the introductions, you know, and the, 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 the entire stadium, if not the entire city, just went uh, just went nuts. Uh, the thing about Cincinnati, though, is they've got this uh, they've got this youthful confidence about them, right? They they you know Burrow, yeah, he's 25 years old, but it's only his second year in the league. Jamar Chase is just a rookie, you know Higgins, Mixon, all these guys. They're not very old, and so uh, and they haven't won much, and so now they all of a sudden they're winning. They're playing with a lot of confidence. They've kind of got that. Nobody expects us to be here anyway, so why not just go out and have fun and play loose and uh, you know, to sit there and say that Joe Burrow was going to get sacked nine times and they were still going to win the game, uh, no no way. But uh, they found a way to get it done. I, I want to stay there for a second, Trent, because you're right. Joe Burrow just has that it factor. We know he's not afraid of a big moment. We saw it in college. But as you mentioned, he takes nine sacks. I read that his headset went out during the game, and he's calling his own plays against this tough Tennessee Titans team in the playoffs. It's just like nothing phases him. He has a level of composure and confidence that we normally don't expect from guys his age. Are you surprised to see that in Joe Burrow at this stage of his NFL career? You know, I'm, I'm surprised to see it at this stage of his career, but I'm not surprised when you sit there and you sit down and you have a conversation with him and, you know, what he went through at Ohio State, then what he went through at LSU, and then, you know, kind of the, some of the, the hurdles that he's gone through to get to that point. He's just got this, uh, as you said, Michelle, the, the it factor, right? And it's uh, – I've talked to a number of the, the Bengals linemen. I've talked to their coaches. They said it's just when he walks in the huddle, if he walks into a meeting room, if he walks into a locker room, the way he carries himself, it's not a cockiness. It's, it's just guys believe, you know, and, and, and when you have that, 
that quote unquote, you know, it factor, it really does. It can, it can carry a long way. And, and, you know, guys on both sides of the ball, I remember we had a conversation earlier in the season uh, with the nickelback, Mike Hilton, who was, you know, had been with the Steelers the first part of his career. And he signed as a free agent, you know, with the Bengals, which is a big rival, division rival. And, and I said, Mike, what, you know, other, other than the money part of it, because free agency, obviously, the, the nice contracts help you move on. But other than the money part of it, what was it about the Bengals? Because they've been down for so long. He said, there's two things. He said, I knew it was a young team and they were, they were growing and, you know, they're kind of a team on the rise. So I wanted to be a part of something that was on the rise. He goes, the other one, that quarterback. He goes, I don't know what it is. And, and, he, and Mike, had, Mike had never played with them. He was on the Steelers. And he was like, whatever that is about Joe Burrow, I want to be a part of that. And it was, uh, you know, you hear that quite a bit from the guys in the locker room and the coaches and personnel guys. And, and Trent, he's so tough, too. I mean, nine sacks versus the Titans. I'm watching this game. I'm concerned about his well-being, but it doesn't seem to face him at all. But do you think that offensive line play could be the Bengals' undoing in the AFC Championship game versus the Chiefs? You know, it, it definitely could be. Uh, you know, that's that's been a problem all year. Burrow took uh, as many sacks, if not the most sacks, uh, of any quarterback. Uh, and then he's coming off of an ACL-MCL, which – I'm all too familiar with. So I know that's not an easy, easy injury to recover from. And then to do it in the amount of time he did it, you know, he was back on the field within eight months uh, and, and really hasn't skipped a beat. Uh, he does, he still does some prehab stuff before practice and he does some rehab stuff after practice. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole set of routines that he has to maintain just to try and keep the strength. But as the season's gone on, you can see the mobility and the trust that he has in it. Uh, the mental part of having guys fall around his legs, there may have been some of that early in the season. There's definitely not any of that now. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's just amazing what he's been able to come through mentally and physically having suffered the knee injury that he did. Uh, but to your point, Michelle, that offensive line is going to have to do a lot better. Uh, I think they're going to have to get that run game going with Joe Mixon because that's one of the areas that the Chiefs are susceptible with their defense uh, is, is, you know, teams that can run the football against them. Uh, if, if they can get Joe Mixon going, that's going to that's gonna alleviate some of the pressure that, that, uh, that Burrow has to handle. And it does seem, Trent, and we're going to get to the Chiefs here in a moment, but it seems like Jamar Chase is unstoppable. You know, if you go back and watch the, uh, watch the Week 17 game against the Chiefs, and he had a, he had a phenomenal – I want to say he had three touchdowns in that game, but, you know, maybe 160, 170, 180, whatever it was. But he caught a, he caught a curl route in between four defenders at about 12 yards deep and turned it into a 60-some yard touchdown. It was, it was, you know, you understand, you know, early in the year, you know, everything was bombs, right? It was all over the top, over the top, over the top. He caught, he caught the league by storm the first six weeks of the season. And then all of a sudden, you know, teams started saying, okay, we're not going to give up the big play. We're going to make Jamar catch everything in front of us. And uh, very similar to what teams do with Tyreek Hill. But they keep everything in front. Well, then now it's kind of, okay, we've gotten T. Higgins involved. We've gotten Mixon involved. We've gotten Uzama involved. Uh, Boyd is still a major factor, uh, especially on third down. Now all of a sudden those big plays are starting to come back in and, you know, go to that, uh, as I said, go to that Chiefs game in week 17 and 
see see the type of performance he put up there. The the Chiefs are going to have to have a much different game plan than what they had that week. Trent Green with us on 101 ESPN, the pride of Viani. And Trent, I, I don't know, I, I want to get your perspective on this from a quarterback standpoint. When I watched the Chiefs the other night against Buffalo and Buffalo didn't squib kick, I said, I think Mahomes might get them into field goal range with three timeouts with only 13 seconds left. Were you thinking the same thing? Well, I w- so I was. I know there's there's different different ways of thinking. I'm not a big fan of the squib kick just because of the shape of the football. We've seen so many crazy things happen. So, and I'm not a fan of kicking it into the end zone. What I what I was a fan of, and what I was hoping, uh, you know, if, if you're a Buffalo and you're thinking of game management, which is being a quarterback, I'm always thinking of game management. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Uh, kick it off as high as you can, but I would tell the kicker, kick it to the 10-yard line. Because then you give him some leeway. Really, you want him to kick it to the 5-yard line, but tell him to kick it to the 10, so if he messes up and kicks it to the 5, it's not going into the end zone. So, uh, tell him to kick it to the 10, force them to catch the football. Then, by the time they get tackled, whatever, 4, 5, 6 seconds are coming off, so then you're then you're taking away the possibility for what, what we saw transpire. Uh, with a with a squib kick, I've seen too many times where, you know, one of the guys in the front line gets hit or that, that you know, takes a crazy hop and the guy catches it at the 30 and returns it to the 45. Or, you know, even if it hits and kicks out of bounds, then all of a sudden you got the ball at the 40-yard line and no time's run off. So uh, I'm a big fan of kicking it short, making him field it so that the clock starts running, uh, and then and then you got to trust your guys to go down there and cover. So, um, you know, it – Nothing has nothing shocks me anymore with Patrick Mahomes. You know, it uh, ever since he came into the league, uh, he didn't play much his rookie year. Only had one start with Alex Smith there, but then that second year he won league MVP. You know, took him to the AFC Championship game, and and Brady, you know, took an overtime for Brady to beat him that year. And then you know, and then he's you know four straight four straight AFC Championship games, couple straight Super Bowl. I mean, it's. So, no, 13 seconds and a couple timeouts and knowing that he's got Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, no, I, I was not shocked that, uh, that he got him in that position. Trent, that was an all-time game. We have so many great young quarterbacks in the NFL right now. We're seeing this changing of the guard. Ben Roethlisberger officially announces his retirement today. Tom Brady, we know that the end is near. We don't know how much longer we have with Aaron Rodgers. But you see that shootout with Allen and Mahomes. Joe Burrow's in the AFC Championship game when Lamar and Kyler are healthy. They're electric. Uh, Justin Herbert is a stud. How special and electric is this group that we have now? It feels like they're going to be battling it out for that top spot for the next 10, maybe 15 15 years. Michelle, I love it. I, did, I, I wish I was young enough to be playing with these guys <laughs> because uh, I tell you what, the way the league has changed, it's a much more, um, and it was a much more pass-friendly league when I was in the league. I mean, if, if you think about the evolution of it, the 70s and 80s, and then, it, you know, 90s and 2000, I mean, it's it just continues to be, and, and the way the rules are set up as far as, you know, wide receivers and defensive backs, contact to the quarterback, the protection of the quarterbacks in the pocket, you know, it just, uh, it's a very quarterback-friendly league right now, and, and I'd love watching these young guys play. And, and, and I've tried telling people, you know, as great of a game and as special of a game as that Mahomes and Allen matchup was last weekend, there's the potential for there to be the same exact thing this weekend, you know, with Burrow and Cincinnati, because last time Cincinnati played, you know, played the Chiefs, Burrow had over 400 yards and four touchdowns. 
And, you know, Mahomes was, uh, Mahomes was under 300 yards and two touchdowns in that game. But the way he dominated the first half prior to Cincinnati coming back in the second half. But, you know, think about the shootouts that Mahomes has had with uh, Justin Herbert in the division. Um, you know, they've already got that foundation set. And then, uh, you know, as you said, with, with Allen, with, with Lamar Jackson, the battles that Mahomes has had with him. I mean, it's just some of the young talent that's out there. Uh, it, it really is special to watch. And, and a, it remains to be seen what's going to happen with guys like Kyler Murray, how he develops. Um Tua Tonga-Vailoa, you know, he's, he's won some games, but how's he going to evolve? Jalen Hurts, how he's going to evolve? I mean, there's just a uh, – it, it, it is, as you said. There's a lot of great young quarterbacks. I think there's going to be some, some special rivalries moving forward. I love the moment after the Bills-Chiefs game where Patrick Mahomes was celebrating and he took the time to go and find Josh Allen and, uh, and give him a big hug and just, you know, man, I mean, that was a battle. It went, and that's when that game ended, that's the guy you felt the worst for was Josh Allen because of what he had been able to do and, and the touchdown he threw with 13 seconds left, that drive, the, the fourth down conversions, the extension of the plays with his legs, all those things. It, uh, it was a special game to watch, and, and hopefully for a lot of years to come. You're right, Michelle, with all these quarterback matchups, it's going to be fun. Trent Green, one more thing. January 30th, the 22-year anniversary of Super Bowl 34. That's the day that you got your Super Bowl ring, but you were hurt. You were on the sidelines. As you look back now with, with the distance that we have, you did get a ring out of it. It's got to be, I, I would think, bittersweet because that could have been you. As you look back, what do you think of what happened to you and how everything unfolded there? You know, it's uh, I, I still cherish that ring. I, I still, Randy, you know, you were around it. It was, um, you know, that was, a, that was a special group of guys, special team. Uh, I felt I had a part in it uh, because of what we did in the offseason, what we were able to build through, you know, mini camps and training camp and the preseason, just kind of get the momentum and the confidence and all that going. Um, you know, Marks and I coming in together, uh, you know, implementing the offense uh, that we had had in Washington with North Turner and, and kind of evolving it even further, you know, give credit to Mike for that, that vision that he had. Uh, in terms of going to more four wide receiver, more spread type stuff. Um, you know, it, I do. I, I, I value it. I've, I've got close relationships. I stay in contact with a lot of the a lot of the guys on the team still. I still – I talk to Coach Vermeil. Gosh, I probably talk to him at least every couple of weeks, uh, if not more. Um, just to talk about football, we like talking about broadcasting. We talk about the Rams, the Chiefs, his Eagles. You know, it's, uh, uh, it's, a, lot, it's a lot of fun maintaining those relationships. And, I. I sure hope he gets voted in, and I sure hope that uh, that Tory Holt gets voted in. How special that would be if uh, if the Rams find a way to to beat San Francisco this weekend, and then the Super Bowls in L.A. You've got the Rams. You've got uh, you know if Tory's going in, if coach if coach ultimately gets in. I mean, it would be uh, it would make it a really special uh, special weekend. Trent Green, it's always great to hear your voice. Thanks for taking the time with us today and previewing the the AFC Championship game. By the way, I, I meant what I said. You're so accomplished. I, I love what you do in broadcasting. I thought the first time I ever met you that you'd wind up being a great broadcaster, and you are. So congratulations on that, and hopefully we can do this again in the future. Hey, I appreciate it. And with all that praise, Randy, you're going to get me back on the show whenever you want. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> Thanks, Trent. Great, hey, great talking to you guys. Have, have a good week. Yeah, and we'll see you in Canton again. Definitely. Take care. That is Trent Green on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. 
The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.